any moment now. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> At any moment, 1.08 million rats are going to come up in you. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to Cult Cinema Catacombs. Uh, welcome to May, and uh, welcome to the first It's gonna be <laughs> Welcome to the first of two episodes this month. We're giving you two episodes this month. Um, one is going to be uh, our just part of our mystery one, and then one we've decided that it's just too awesome to ignore. So, um, first though, we're going to do the mystery one, and by mystery one, I mean we know the title. <laughs> None of us have ever seen this movie. <laughs> we're, we're I'm excited. To... I just watched the trailer. I'm I'm ready to go. <laughs> we're going in sight unseen on the 1984 post-apocalyptic Italian horror film Rats Night of Terror. Um, hey, Roy, I think I watched the wrong trailer. <laughs> why, why is that? Because the trailer, and I'm not, this isn't a bit, I'm not doing a bit. I think I watched the wrong trailer. The trailer I watched had uh, the dude from The Shining, the the caretaker in it. <laughs> I totally watched the wrong trailer. Oh my. Yeah, it's all right. So, I, I got as much out of that as I would have gotten out of uh, <laughs> the actual trailer, I'm sure. Let, so, let me tell you about the trailer for uh, this movie. Which was is also called Rats. Did I watch the wrong one? I don't even know. Possible. I don't know. What What did you see in your trailer? Uh, I saw some rats. They were in New York. <laughs> oh I yeah. Think. So definitely, this is so not the same. The definitely the wrong trailer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> How many movies need to be named? There's like 25 movies just named Rats from the 80s. <laughs> Uh, this film is set. Uh, okay, so here's the basis of this plot. I found in, it. In the year 2015, the apocalypse hits, a nuclear holocaust hits, and then we jump ahead 225 years later to like Mad Maxville, and um, a group of uh, of uh, people who are uh, going around suddenly get uh, ramshacked by a, uh, an army of rats. Uh, two of them by the name go by the names of Chocolate and Video. Two of the names of the people in the movie or two of the names of the rats? No, the, of the characters in the movie, oh. Chocolate and Video. Would have been better uh, if they named the rats Chocolate and Video. <laughs> <laughs> um, I... I... <laughs> I can't even begin because I haven't seen this thing. But based on the trailer, I can't wait for you to see the trailer to this one. Oh, I'm uh, watching it as we speak. Don't worry, I found it. I'm watching it now. I'll tell you the biggest difference. First of all, the words "blood kill" just came up on the screen for no reason. So <laughs> that's awesome. So good for them on that. And that guy looks like kind of Chuck Norris. So I'm into this. This is good. There's a lot of denim. Somebody's on fire in a rats movie. I'm in. Yeah, this is this is going to be great. I'll tell you the biggest difference between the trailer that I watched, which we might have to go back and watch that movie now. And this movie is the rats look really small in comparison to the trailer I watched, Roy. Oh, God. These are like normal rats. Why is Robin Williams in this? Who is that? <laughs> is this Shang-Chi? Am I watching the trailer for Shang-Chi right no, now? No, it's not Shang-Chi. <laughs> 
Are you sure? Yes. Where's Aquafina? <laughs> but who? Do, so is anybody that I know going to be in this film? Okay, if you've ever seen the movie, the the Italian horror film um, Demons, there is a familiar face from that movie. Um, her name is Goretta Goretta. She played chocolate, and she plays chocolate in Rats. Um, she was the one in the movie Demons where she tried on the, the the forbidden mask and cut her face, and suddenly the face becomes the 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 the, the pus exuding like fester that it becomes and she becomes the first demon to cause the demon apocalypse inside the movie theater okay yeah i know who that is now the thing though with this movie is to when it comes to the world of italian and french horror there are two people who are notorious behind this film okay okay uh, the first person is uh, go, is uh, Bruno Mattei. I think that's how you pronounce his last name, is Mattei. Uh, this man has done some very interesting films over his career. Uh, this one being one of the films. Um, <laughs> this, this, one, this is a film he's done. Yes. <laughs> um, he's also done some other films called, like Hell of the Living Dead, which is an interesting film. Uh, Zombie 3. Oh, but, uh, shocking Dark Terminator 2, uh, which was a a like unofficial sequel to Terminator, but probably his most famous other film is Jaws 5: Cruel Jaws. He uh, did Cruel Jaws. He did Cruel Jaws. Yes, and um, which is a film we're probably going to have to do at some point on this show too, because dear God, what a batshit crazy movie <laughs> that is. Um, so there's that guy. But in the world of cult cinema, there is a bigger name that is tied to this film. And okay. that, name, that name is Claudio Fragasso. And for those who are like, who the hell is that? Who the hell is that? <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Um, he directed a little, little tiny film in 1990 called Troll 2. Oh, my God. Yes. Um, he also directed a film in 1986, uh, which is probably going to have to be another film that we may have to uh, do on here as well, called Monster Dog, starring Alice Cooper as a werewolf. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. I'm, I'm here for it. Um, so, yeah, if that kind of gives you an idea of what we're probably in store for with this thing then there you go i what brought my attention to this was riff tracks did a riff of it okay and i was watching the the preview that they released and laughing my ass off not just at what they were saying to what was going on on screen but just the actual footage they were showing itself of the movie and i'm going okay i need to see if this thing's available someplace and i couldn't find it streaming any place so I said, okay, fine. I'm buying two copies, one for me and one for Mr. Farmer here. You absolutely you sent me <laughs> a copy of this film in the mail. And then here's the best part. It just got dropped on Tubi this oh. week. <laughs> so I'm like, well, of course it did. Uh, so, yeah, now it's available on Tubi. But, hey, you now have your own copy of uh, Rat's Night of Terror. I mean, who wouldn't want it? 
that's what I have to say. Who wouldn't want this movie? Also, we're going to have to have a game that we call Rat Roulette. <laughs> because there are like 20 rat movies. And maybe we'll throw Lou Diamond Phillips' bat. We'll throw bats in there as well, just for shits. Um, and then we spin the wheel and watch whatever rat movie it lands on. Because there's so many rat movies. Oh, there works. The 70s and the 80s was definitely a time of, like, <laughs> like... There, there, there was the satanic panic. There was the computer panic, and then there was the rat panic. Yeah, there was definitely a rat panic, and I don't know. I would, I need a historian to explain the rat panic to me. So if anybody out there has any inside information into the the rat panic, please feel free to reach out and 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 inform us <laughs> about why people were so worried about rats. Did I you? Mean, I- I, I mean, I know Jaws inspired a bunch of Nature Gone Wild movies and everything, but the fact that they specifically centered on rats is very interesting because you got this, you've got uh, of unknown origin with uh, with uh, Christopher Walken. Um, I think it's, it's either Christopher Walken or, or Peter Weller. No, Peter Weller. So you got that one. Um, you've got, of course, uh, Ben and Willard. Um, Food of the Gods. I mean, yeah, there was just so many of these damn movies. So I just watched a, a, the, the trailer that I watched. I think it's the right one, okay? It's, it's, the, it's 1984, but I, there's so many that... No, I watched the wrong one again, I think. <laughs> I think I watched the wrong Rats trailer again. No, it was the right one. It was the right one. I did watch it because it had the guy that looks, that looks like Shang-Chi um, in it. The the guy wearing yellow, the yes. shaved head guy. Yeah. Okay. So I watched the right one. That's good. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's, so it that's, looks that's like like lines of terror. Okay. There are some. There is there some sex. <laughs> yes. Well, of course, it's Italian horror. Yeah. Really so sex. so there's going to be some sex. There's going to be a guy in it that looks like Robin Williams, but is not Robin Williams. Um. Hey, Andy. Is yes. This one, is this the one you watched? Chris. God damn it, Chris. Are there eight versions of it for yeah. me to have to choose the right one? Okay. God. Are that there them dots? Oh. Are there were there rats in the apple? Um were there any rats in the apple. <laughs> yeah, I'm into this. I'm, uh, the, the trailer I just watched looked insane. So but I will yeah. tell you the one I watched first, the rats were bigger and animatronic. So okay. just know that we I'm telling you rat roulette might be a thing that comes up maybe in November when it's my turn again. <laughs> <laughs> I I will say um that uh another interesting little tidbit about this movie is that something else famous is in this movie but it's not an actor not the people who are behind it or anything it's a set piece. Okay. okay. This film was made on one of the major sets for the Sergio Leone movie, Once Upon a Time in America. <laughs> was it? Yes. Um, the the set, though, was in such disrepair. Because it was, I mean, it was a great set, of course, when Sergio Leone made the movie. But it was left in such disrepair that uh, Claudio Fragasso and Bruno Mattei were like, oh, this is perfect for a post-apocalyptic setting. So this movie is being filmed. <laughs> On what's considered one of the the best mob movies ever made. 
<laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. So we like, got you know, we have had this idea for this rat movie for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so we have that going on. I'm I'm excited for this. It's been a while since we've had a return to form. Uh, just super like like across the like genre crossing. We got post-apocalyptic, and we got uh, animal horror. It looks like there's gonna be a lot of like blood and weird stuff happening. Uh, and we got foreign horror. We got foreign horror. Um, I am I am excited for this, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, I, it's just like I, 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 we purposely have not watched our copy of it yet because we were waiting Good. for this month to do it. We wanted to go in fresh. And Chris is like, "Are we going to finally watch this yet?" It's like, "No, not till May. No, not till May." And so now it's May. So now we can finally watch this film <laughs> and 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 finally get our our natural reaction to this thing. Chris is going to be very upset that he wanted to watch this so badly. <laughs> I'm already regretting it. Yeah, you should, buddy. Well, all, all I'll say is he'll probably be a little bit happier when um, I announce what June's movie is going to be, uh, okay. which I will do at the end of this episode. Even though we have a second episode coming up, I'll go ahead and announce what the June this episode is at the end of this one. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's all I'll say is that. But, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can't wait to experience this. I just, like I said, the, the, the clips that I saw on Rift Tracks had me cracking up so hard because I just couldn't believe how over the top this thing is. And I don't know if you've seen the poster art for this thing, but the, po- if the poster art, just take the, the art that's on the cover of your, of your DVD copy that I gave you. Yes. And then add on there this army of, of white suited face mask wearing super soldiers <laughs> carrying what looks like laser guns you know battling the rats and you've got the the film poster for this thing I, it's just so batshit crazy that i i am like yeah I, i'm like salivate i like like just drooling just like yeah i got to see this thing i can't wait to see this thing Hell yeah! I, like I said, I'm excited. There's this is this is absolutely what we started this show for. Exactly. So, yeah, it was t- it was time for us to go to go ahead and do a, a return to form film. I felt and I and this and this I hope does not disappoint us. Let's <laughs> just say that. I hope it does. Not. I don't see how it could, but yeah, I'm with you. So are we ready to dive into this thing from the minds of? Uh, the people who brought us cruel jaws and troll too. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've been living in that mind regardless for a couple days, so I'm ready to really explore that <laughs> that space for myself. <laughs> All right, gang, we're gonna about ready to watch this thing for the first time, and we'll be right back with our thoughts. Rats, what do they want from us? Rats. Why are they man's enemy? Rats. They are watching and waiting. Rats. Their time has come. Why do rats repel us? What is it about those little furry bodies that's so frightening? Just think of them close to you. 
They're here. They're coming. God, no! Who could stop them and how? Rats are here, under our feet, all around us. Come on, out in the open so I can smash you to pieces. Come to the slaughter. A strange rat from another community came into it. He was soon killed. And afterwards eaten. Seething, teeming millions. Their little red eyes gleaming with rage and hunger. And they are waiting for you. No! I don't want to die like that! No! Don't lead us alive! I'll kill us all! Kill all of us! For the last time, I'm warning you. Drop the guns, Kurt. Go on. We'll never get away. You two move that console and barricade yourselves in. No. I'll try to stop them. waiting for you. Tonight, because this is your night of terror. Here come the rats. Because I am dying to talk about this film. <laughs> Where are these people from? <laughs> oh my god. Wow. I'm so confused. I mean, where do we begin with this thing? I mean... I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Let's begin with the fact that they, uh, they, uh, drop... So, listen, the, the apex, the, the prime example of, uh, of, uh, dropping, um, dropping information on you at the beginning of a movie is Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to, they're gonna, they're gonna expose, they're gonna expouse you know, they're going to give you exposition at the beginning so you understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. This movie does the same thing. It just doesn't make any sense when they do it. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I, I, I like how the narrator starts talking and then the scroll's like, oh, shit, we forgot to scroll. And then starts on, scrolling. No. Also, it's on like a it's on. It, also, they're scrolling on like a transparency from yes. like your junior high uh, English class. <laughs> you can like see through it kind of a little bit like it's it's <laughs> you can see the smudge marks from when they like do the like no we don't want to write this and they take the dry eraser and then wipe it off yep 100 percent and and it's just bad helicopter footage of arizona <laughs> uh and then they're you know they're talking about this whole thing about this you know this war and everything and yet none of it makes any sense and then suddenly we get you know the iguanas which yeah, yeah, what? <laughs> Listen, I'm going to give you my review up top, and I'm not going to – apropos nothing, out of context review. This is a film, and it's the only film we've covered, where a man grabs a handful of water. <laughs> like there's going to be something there that's not water. Just like a handful, like, oh, there's nothing in my hand. Um, that's my review. That's what this movie is. This is like the Bruce Lee finger-pointing to the moon of movies. Like The film is just – I mean – there's a plot there, but at, but at the same time, it's so goddamn random. There, see, here's the here's the thing about this movie that's unlike a lot of movies that we do, and the movies that we really like. Okay, I've noticed this. I, I realized this during this film. Okay, 
there is a plot and they stick to the plot right post-apocalypse they find this village they decide to settle in because they find food and shelter mm-hmm. the rats the rats try to take them out because they're apparently smart rats they have a hive mind and they're going to take them out and they mm-hmm. have to fight the rats and they have to survive that's the plot right yeah it's all the other weird shit that sur- that surrounds mm-hmm. that the choices that are made that are, that that are so bizarre if you look at the movies we love Kiss in the Phantom of the Circus or the, in the Phantom of the Park, same thing. There's a plot, and then everything else that happens outside of that plot, we're like, "What the shit is happening?" The mm-hmm. same thing with Twice Dead. Mm-hmm. There is a plot, and then everything else that happens outside of that plot, we're like, "This is the most bizarre thing I've ever." Like those are the movies we love, so we need to find more of those movies. But the same <laughs> thing happens here. I love as much as the next guy a 97 minute Adam Ant video, <laughs> but. <laughs> There was there was a lot happening in this film, Roy. Oh God, there was so much happening. I mean, yeah. So so um, <laughs> God. So the the cast from Fort Apache, the Bronx, arrived in this uh, small town. So a, a gang and the Warriors got lost. Yeah. And showed up in Arizona. And then and then suddenly wind up on the set of Once Upon a Time uh, in America. I, I I it's sad I recognized the set. When I saw it, I was like, oh, God, that is the set from the movie. You know, um, what the, the cast reminded me of every time that you watch it, uh, and especially in the 90s and in the early 2000s, there was a movie about Halloween, a haunted house movie or a slasher movie that happens on Halloween. And the disparate um, couples do couple costumes, but they all end up together and the costumes don't make sense together. Mm-hmm. That's what it reminded me of. Like, well, oh, we've got Civil War soldier and... Uh, weird uh weird biker guy and um a monk and uh a vampire like what is happening <laughs> yeah um some of the costume choices especially the the girl you were calling zatanna oh, uh, so good so, and, then, and then chocolate is dressed like um like she couldn't decide if she was going uh, for halloween to be dressed as billy idol or latoya jackson <laughs> right and, right and yeah, just the costume choices, and then you have okay, the character video, which was cracking me up because he looked like Chris DeBerg from Sticks. Yeah, yeah, and that's how he got his name, Roy. Video <laughs> games. What? <laughs> Shut up. And so yeah, they arrive at this 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 abandoned place, and they find these crates of food, and <laughs> and, and then they begin the food orgy. Is that what and, it was? I think I especially I mean. Chocolate was rubbing hot dog juice on her body. Well, my I, I I texted you my favorite one, which was like a guy opens this bag and he's like, it's flour, it's flour, <laughs> and then just proceeds to like start pouring flour on people. Like, it, let's get some flour in your hair. Yeah, I especially when it when it lands on God this moment when chocolate gets covered in the flour. Suddenly, her response is, "Look, I'm white. I'm, I'm white, white like you. I'm white like you. What is what? what? <laughs> well, what I don't get with this movie is, this movie was made in 1980, whatever. That about a, a, a big nuclear event that happens in 2015, that then jumps ahead 225 years. At least with most of these kind of movies, they try and make shit look futuristic." 
They didn't even do that. No, they didn't even try. And I'm sorry, after 300 years, that food would be spoiled. Even the flour would have gone bad. Hey, so if hey. the rats didn't kill them... Chris, let's just take a moment to appreciate the fact that the saxophone player from uh, The Lost Boys uh, decided to to come over and do this film and in, 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 in a character named Lucifer. That was <laughs> nice of him. Yeah, and apparently along the way he got sick, too, because he lost – it's like the saxophone player got sinewy at that point. Yeah. yeah, but he didn't lose his eye makeup, that's for oh. sure. Where Who was doing their hair and makeup? Uh, who was doing their costuming? And like you said, where do they get the dye jobs? And I want to know how they got their clothes to look so clean and pristine in this apocalyptic future. I mean, does, did they before they found this bounty of food, did they find a bounty of Tide or something? Especially, especially the last airbender. His clothes were off the rack clean. <laughs> there, is a, there is a guy who we can't tell if he was like a monk or Hare Krishna or whatever, he had this weird half mohawk in the back of his head. He and he that, had, yeah, he had that ponytail thing coming down that, yeah. And then he had basically the avatar symbol on his forehead. Yeah. David, and, don't Carradine. Yes, he was Yes, he was wearing a BIM mark then on his head. He was, for sure, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And so it's like they eat the food, and everyone's getting food, and then we get introduced to... The, the token psycho bitch of the uh, group, where apparently her entire purpose in the entire film is to just scream and freak out at everything. Oh, yeah. What was her deal? Like, did she, was she, did she just have PTSD? <laughs> I don't know. She, she probably was given the script, and um, the director in his infinite wisdom told her that her motivation was, you're just terrified. Yeah. All the time. You're either mad or terrified. Yeah. And so, you know, they find the, the rats eating on this random body, and they realize, okay, something must be up here. But then they find, they find out the plants. They have oh, the all, pla- the, all the plants. They have every oh, plant. No, you don't. They have every kind of plant. <laughs> you don't. You don't have every plant. All right? Let's just be real. That's not every plant. They're growing in some basement. <laughs> It honestly looked like a pot farm at first. I thought, right. you know, I was like, oh, they found Tommy Chong's house. Yeah, but no, it turned out to be like some some sort of like reject from Silent Running growing in there. <laughs> they, they definitely <laughs> like like they found a haven for survival. Yeah, like it was like there was a control room. And they were they were filtering water and they had plants and they had food. So obviously, like this was a storehouse that in this little town that that this idiot group of uh, survivors stumbles upon. And then the rats begin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's the, the, the rats don't just subtly start creeping in. They body slam in and. Um, I, I think what probably made the rats to finally decide, okay, uh, they got to go, was the rat on the bar that they threw the glass at. Yeah. yeah. Now, there was absolutely no regard for the life of the rats in this movie. So many rats died in the making of this film. I mean, these, these rats are tortured. They're grabbed. They're yanked. They're, 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 they're lit on fire. They're thrown 
I mean, there's so much abuse to these poor creatures in this there's movie. There's absolutely multiple scenes in this movie where somebody is just off camera literally throwing rats at people. Yes. Like just like baseballs. <laughs> yeah, they're just chucking them. Or they got like a giant bucket full of them and they just turn it upside down on yep, them. Yeah, and just throw them on people. Or get them above a door and just dump a bucket of rats on somebody. It happens probably 20 times in this movie. I actually rewatched the movie, but I watched it with the riff tracks uh, okay. prior to this. And there's a scene where – in one of the random scenes where they open up something and the rats are just suddenly dumping on top of them. It's the woman who gets bitten to the point and she starts getting the fevers and the chills and she commits suicide. Yeah, so yeah. when that rat scene happens, <laughs> Bill Corbett says, I wish that all um, – uh, what are they? Um, oh, um, oh, what is it called? I'm forgetting the joke now. Um, I don't know. Oh, what are the names of those uh, rooms where you go and try to solve the puzzles? Escape rooms. Escape rooms. Yeah, he said, I wish escape rooms would do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Can we talk just for a second about – so this movie was obviously overdubbed in English. Oh, yes. Like like a lot of Italian horror films yeah. are. Can we talk about the accents th- that were used? You mean like with the woman who found like all the plants? Yeah. yeah. Was she Southern? <laughs> were they uh, – you would think if they were going to overdub, they would get somebody who can actually do voices. Yeah. You know, if, you're, if your target is a Southern uh, woman – Get a southern woman. I don't know what that was. It sounded it wasn't like that. It sounded like Celine Dion trying to do a Texan accent. It did. It did for sure. <laughs> um. Oh my God. But yeah, there the the rats come in. They start killing the rats. There is a scene in this film. Speaking of Lucifer, <laughs> where so these people are not devolved into some kind of like like. Uh, Cro-Magnon state, right? These are these are still people that are surviving with even, wearing clothes. Even though in the narration, apparently the, the uh, so long story short, there are people who live underground, and then there's people who got sick of the people who live underground, so they went above ground. So the people who live underground think of the people who live above ground as Neanderthals. But the clearly our, not our our protagonists. They upkeep vehicles, right? Mm-hmm. They wear clothing that, like we've said, is pretty damn pristine. Oh, yeah. For the apocalypse. They know what food is. They know what plants are. They know what computers are. They can kind of work them. Why does Lucifer and his girlfriend have to bang it out on the floor in the middle of the <laughs> common room? In a sleeping bag with a Jan zipper. Yeah, that, yeah, was, that, a, that was a comic <laughs> beat that just didn't hit. No. But, yeah, they're just... Going away, making sounds like stirring macaroni and cheese in front of everybody. And finally, they're like, dude, could you please not? <laughs> that was the laugh moment for me. Where they're like, right. It was like, like come on. Come on, guys. Could you not? Could you take it outside? By the way, why they have to take it outside? There is a you're in a giant like like old brothel. <laughs> why did you? On the set of the on the set of Yul Brynner's Westworld, why do you have to take it outside? Just take it to another room. Why are you all sleeping in the same room like weirdos? Mm-hmm. They took they're, it into they're... the room where Norman Bates' mom <laughs> sitting in the chair. <laughs> no doubt. What the hell? <laughs> um, 
Yeah, they they stumble upon this uh, corpse in a in a rocking chair, and immediately I'm thinking like, where's Norman Bates at? Norman, Norman. <laughs> but yeah, they take it outside, and um, and he's mad. He's, he's mad. mad that they he's mad that they made him go outside. So he yeah. was allowed to bone in the presence of his gang. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's mad and he's drunk outside, and he gets accosted by the rats. Um, when he drops his bottle down this this random hole in the ground right, that has a ladder. sewer access hole. Yeah, and so they dump the rats on top of him, and, and he's like, oh, that dick of that? Yeah. <laughs> Stop it, rats. <laughs> then he falls to his death and gets, you know, chewed up to death. But it is, it is Zatanna's death in the in the sleeping. I mean, out of, I think out of all the deaths, one of hers is definitely up there with my top two in this film because of what's implied with how she dies. Um, the rat chews its way into the sleeping bag and gets into the sleeping bag with her. And the way she's like screaming and everything, you she's think she's naked, the rat, by the way. Yeah, and she's totally naked. So you think that the rat's like just gnawing away on her. And of course, they hear her scream and they run to investigate. <clears throat> they open up the sleep the sleeping bag. She's got no marks on her, so they they assume that um, Lucifer killed her. But then all of a sudden, her mouth starts unhinging like a boa constrictor, <laughs> and the rat crawls out of her mouth, which means that this what's implied here is that the rat entered her vagina and chewed its way through her body like he's yep. lemon inks and exited out of her mouth. Yep. That is what is implied, Roy. That is what is implied. And at that point, I'm like, oh, all bets are off with this movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, shortly after that scene is my favorite scene. <laughs> my second scene favorite that, death in the movie. <laughs> my favorite death in the entire movie. <clears throat> up up there, I told you, with 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 my first favorite death, which is the scene in evil speak where the guy gets stuck in the hallway and just pinballs around while it's on fire and hell pigs are running around. Favorite death. It's going to be hard to top that. This is up there with that death for me, because it's just like, just when you thought the sleeping bag death couldn't, you know, it gets out topped by this death. (laughs) So our, our main protagonist of the story is running around with a flamethrower all the time. Yes. He's also got a weird, like, G.I. Joe Zartan arm crossbow thing that I don't think they ever use. He's also got some, like, uh, Barry Gibb meets Kenny Loggins hair going on. I mean, that is... That is some well-conditioned hair. That with the, that with the combination of the neckerchief makes me want to go to the house on Pooh Corner. <laughs> I'm telling you that right now. Um, he, uh, he, there are rats, and this is the guy. Uh, isn't this the guy that dies? The 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 wannabe scientist who figures out the water purifier. Yes. Yeah. He yeah. Out the water purifier. The guy who. Uh, the best scene in the movie is him flipping out because there's rats in the water. Yes. You're going to make us sick! Slimey <laughs> uh, gets sick! <laughs> and starts hitting the water. But he has rats on him, and so our protagonist lights him up with a with his, <laughs> with his flamethrower. And Roy nailed it uh, because... They do no. They 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 do not go out of their way at all to hide the fact that this is a stunt dude in a fire suit. Yes. 
just on fire, probably for 40 seconds. But the and, and the guys, they go, oh, and, and, and walking around and turning in circles while he's on fire. But the 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 and he's on fire. Mm-hmm. OK, yeah. he has a live rat on his head. Yeah, the rat's just chilling on top of his head like, hey, I'm on an adventure. Right. <laughs> the guy is on fire. And there's just a rat sitting on the top of his head. And I'm like, what the shit? This is, that's when it took a turn for me. I'm like, oh, okay, that's the kind of movie this is. <laughs> All and right. Then, I, and then, you know, speaking of rats on fire, I mean, the scene when they discover Lucifer's body covered in the rats down in the sewer, uh, I mean, you thought just chucking the rats at him was bad. But then he sets the flamethrower on fire, and I didn't discover this until the second viewing of the movie. There's a rat on fire running away from the body. Oh, God. So they actually lit a rat on fire. I mean, how many rats did they light on fire? I mean, how many rats died in the process of this? I, it's just like, I'm like, I'm going, I could definitely tell that this was filmed in another country because there's no regard for the animal's life at all. Right. I, they don't even try to hide it. There's no... Oh. It's just these rats died. That's yeah. it. Um, <laughs> so, um, by the way, I, 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 I would be remiss if I failed to mention the incredible <laughs> soul glow hairstyle of chocolate in this movie. Um, I found out that was not a wig. That that was that a real hair. And that was an impressive set of hair. Especially for it being post-apocalyptic. I mean, that was some well-managed hair. I she had she had solid gold dancer hair, is what she had. There were so many choices that were made. Um, Everybody was waxed to like the tins. Where do you get waxed in the apocalypse? Well, she there looked were, like she was about ready to be like a, a, a stand-in for Donna Summer. Oh, yeah. No, she I, she had it going on, for sure. But, yeah, everyone was well-groomed. There was no sign of, like, I mean, the the, the, the Avatar guy, his head was well-shaved. Oh, yeah. Every, everyone had not a stitch of dirt or hair on their bodies. And <laughs> it was just, everyone was perfectly washed and bathed and groomed. Uh-huh. No no one looked like they smelled bad. Yeah. Right. They all looked. They all looked like that. They, you know, they, they looked like before the con funk sets in for a convention is what they looked like. <laughs> right. They're fresh arrivals to the convention. Yes. <laughs> I just. This movie confuses the hell out of me. But yeah, so there's a guy on fire with a rat on his head. There's a guy in a in a the, when they finally discover uh, Lucifer, they they set his ass on fire uh, to kill those rats. So the rat, um, there's an escalation uh, in violence with these rats because apparently we find out that, you know, the rats are smart enough to work together to achieve mm-hmm. their goal because radiation is a thing. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, it they just, start yeah, they start ganging up on our gang. And I love the um, – uh, oh, we'll get to that in a minute, because uh, we have another subplot that comes in out of nowhere with uh, the guy that you were calling the Coldplay video guy. Oh, yes. Yeah. The guy in the Civil War jacket. Where yes. did you find that? <laughs> so he wants to start a mutiny because the leader, let's face it, the leader's fucking up left and right. 
in this film. And so I can understand where the mutiny is coming from. But at the same time, I'm like, read the room. Now's not the time. (laughs) Right. Get out of this first. Yes. So he wants to start this mutiny uh, going on and everything. And so he's being a, a total dick throughout this whole film. Um, so we have that subplot going on. And was Chocolate and Video Lovers? I think so. Because, I think so. Yeah. I think they were like weird, not so- like lovers, like like they had this will they, they were going for a will they, won't they in the post-apocalypse yeah. with rats. I was just like, when did this become moonlighting? You know? <laughs> it's just like, why is this here? We don't need a fox. We don't have, we don't need a Mulder and Scully relationship in this film. <laughs> but yeah, the, the mutiny guy is trying to start turning people. He wants the girl. That's what it comes down to. He wants is, the screaming girl. Yeah, he wants her. Um, and he's trying to turn her like, I can protect you. I can, I can make it happen. And uh, she doesn't she end up killing that dude? No. What? No, he he then turns around and threatens to kill them both with a hand grenade. Yeah. But and then, then oh, right in the in the in the uh, in the uh, in the Toyota Tahoe <laughs> yeah, that has a, that has weird uh, aluminum siding strapped on it. Yes, and then and the rat jumps on him. She runs away, and then he blows up. No, right, they right. both blow up. Yeah. Here's what I don't get about this: that these people were not trapped in that building. They could have come and gone as often as they wanted to in that tank of theirs. They just stopped to get rations. They weren't trapped. The car wasn't dead. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they ate the they they ate the tires on their uh, motorcycles. But I think that entire gang could have fit on that tank and ran away. Yeah, they, they could have probably they, put the motorcycles on the tank. Exactly, yeah. and, and I mean, if they found new clothing and and grooming products, I'm sure there's tires someplace in yeah. the future. Right. These aren't dumb people. Like, they've maintained these motorcycles for years. Like, I don't... I, that's the thing about this movie that confuses me. Chris is right. Why did Lucifer have to bone it out in the same room as everybody? It's They're not animals. Like, they're obviously maintaining some sort of society within themselves. Like, but they choose to just stay here apropos of nothing. Um... But yeah, the rats are running all over the place and killing everybody. You're trying to get in and trying to bite people and trying to climb up in people and do all kinds of stuff. Um, at what point do they find they find this recording? <laughs> oh, before we get to the recording, though, what do you got? We have to discuss. Uh, I mean, because we have to discuss the rat army marching. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When uh, when they're trying to get back and, and, and save them and, and Coldplay guys like, no, I'm not letting you in. And so the the rat army is marching and it's so obvious a conveyor belt filled <laughs> with black painted mice from the game Mousetrap just laid on top of it and rolling <laughs> along slowly. Yeah, you're not wrong. It's like that's like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory making chocolate mice, and this is the conveyor belt that the chocolate mice are on. <sighs> I know it's just it's so they made so many choices. 
about yeah. how to make this movie. Instead of just letting all the rats into like one area to like show that all the rats were there, they made that choice, mm-hmm. which makes no sense. But okay. And then they also had to do that uh, that basically the safety dance uh, crossing to get past the mice. And I'm thinking this whole entire scene, which was unnecessary, uh, with them getting past the rats. I'm going, no one will be seated during the let's walk past the rats and recreate this scene from the bird scene. Right. Right. Uh, uh, monk boy, you've got to take the women now. And they get through. What? What are uh, we doing? But yeah, they start getting picked off one by one by one. And then, yes, we get to the recording. <laughs> Where we find out that this was a holdout and... um. And this was a sanctuary, and the the underground people were coming to get them because they're friendly. Yes, but the rats invaded. Because the rats, but the rats invaded. Because the rats knew that there was food there, and the rats knew this, and, and knew how to apparently open doors and everything else. And the rats are smart. Well, we have uh, that suicide scene in there too, where the rats start invading. And she gives herself to the rats, I think, maybe to try to save the rest of them because they were on the run. I, I guess And she is so. left behind because she got so effed up by those rats she couldn't go with them. I guess she was sacrificing herself. It failed. But... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hell of a plan. <laughs> but, yeah, she, 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 let her, she gave herself to the rats, so... Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the, 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 it, everything seems like it's getting to the point where everyone's going to die. And then, uh, God, I, I knew this Marvel reference when you sent it to me. I cracked up so hard. Uh, when you said, what, what is AIM doing in this movie? Yeah, is this the MCU? Oh my God. <laughs> is MODOK going to come floating in? What the hell? All these guys in yellow jumpsuits with weird helmets on start rolling in. Gas starts filling up. They've got like... They got like bee, the things that calm bees down, and there's like burp, 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 just firing gas everywhere. <laughs> uh, for those who don't know who AIM is, another analogy I can give you is this, they they looked like the CVAC people from Monsters Inc. coming in to clear out the scene. Uh, you expect them to start calling out the code for uh, like a sock stuck on a on a on a on a monster or something, but. Yeah, they just come out of nowhere. It was time. apropos of nothing. There was no warning that they were coming. There was not. They just showed up. And I'm thinking, oh, okay. Here are the underground people. Right. But just when we think the film can't go there anymore because we're getting to the ending. Well, all we have left are what video and chocolate, chocolate. right? Mm-hmm. And videos laying there. All the people are around in their yellow jumpsuits. And uh, silent. It's completely silent, and uh, they and videos like you're fr- you've come to save us, your friends, right? They told us your friends. <laughs> so and, dumb. And, and chocolate starts talking about how there there is this story we were told about how men and animal live together in peace and harmony. It was called the. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! I mean, this is not the first time we get a story in this thing. We also get, oh, as, we get the Quint story, yeah, yeah, the Quint story with the rats from Avatar there. <laughs> but oh my god, she's telling this story about how she heard about the story in the Bible, 
and the, the, they it respond. The Bible. Yeah. Was it? They respond by taking off their masks to reveal their humanoid rats. Their face, their mouthless fur face with eyes. It looks like that. What's that dating app that's meant to be deleted? That's just a square, furry square with eyes. I was like, what the shit? Are my what? And. And then it cuts to her screaming in terror at the look at this at the at the look of these people, and it just ends. And I'm left with so many damn questions. Yeah, like we don't know if they're like mutated rats that mutated into humans, humans that mutated into rats. Did the humans weird hybrid scientific thing that went wrong? Did the humans have sex with rats? Yeah, we don't know. know. What the fuck. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. You're never gonna know. know. No, all we know is that the, the race that lives underground is an army of master splinters. Yep, that's it. With mouthless <laughs> mouthless master splinters living underground. That's all it is. And, oh, I, I, would, I, I would be remiss also if I don't talk about the soundtrack to this thing. Because, oh, yeah. Because it couldn't decide if it wanted to be your typical 80s synth pop music soundtrack or the soundtrack to the Carnival of Souls. Right. There were parts of the soundtrack that straight banged. Like I was like, all right, all right. And then there's other parts where I was like, what is this? <laughs> you start getting like the, the Phantom of the Opera music playing going there. And I'm like, what's with the organ music? And I'm expecting Elvira to come out of nowhere and going, hello, darlings. Every time the organ plays, starts <laughs> because it sounds like the theme to movie Macabre from the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is how I know you've ruined me, because this movie didn't have the same effect on me that Kiss did or that uh, Twice Dead. It's up there. I think it's number three now. Yeah. I think it's, it's number it's three. I think I think it bumped uh, Evil Speak down to number four, mm-hmm. but it it is but it didn't it didn't floor me the way that those two movies did. <laughs> <laughs> those are going to be hard ones to top. They really they are. I mean, yeah, yeah. Kiss and Twice Dead are like really up there. They really are. But I'm glad that we got back to a movie that is definitely on par with what we were originally seeking out for. On this show, because rat, I mean, as rats delivered. Yes, it, it did. delivered the what the fuck. It we, really did. We have reestablished our mission statement. <laughs> yes. yes. Well, the problem is, we, you know, you got to go through valleys to get there. You know, we can't. We, unfortunately, these movies don't exist. You know, everywhere. Yeah. So you got to go through a lot to get there. And, and you hope that a lot of what we watch is this. And then it turns out not to be. It turns out to be a Rosie O'Donnell movie. Yeah, pretty much. This this film gave me some serious MSC3K pod people vibes. <laughs> Have you seen pod people? Yes. yes. The Mexican yeah. English dubbed alien ET movie? Yes. This, yes I, I, mean, I could have sworn this was done by Juan Simone, <laughs> not by the guy who did it. Because this, this screamed cave dweller pod people. You know, and we even watched the riff tracks of it. I I think they kind of fell flat on the jokes. Yeah, there was there were some jokes that worked, and but a lot of jokes did fall flat. Yeah, for me. but I mean, now I've watched this thing twice within a forty eight time forty eight hour time period. I can go a while without seeing this again. 
But <laughs> well, but and the, the problem the, with a riff track on a movie like this is so much is served up yeah. that it's hard to do. You you know, yeah. it has to be the room or it has to be, you know, something like that in order to to really be able to riff track it because this so much happens at once. It's just tough to really this, do. This is midnight movie. Watch with the full audience and just laugh your ass off at yeah. the what the fuck that's going yeah, on. Yeah. That's what this movie is. And and yeah, th- I'm surprised this is not a midnight movie, to be honest with you, because this thing screams midnight movie. It really does. So would you recommend this movie? Yeah. yeah. One hundred percent. Get on this shit. Watch this thing. If you ever wanted to see a guy on fire with a rat on his head, if you ever want to see the sequel to Ratatouille, it's this movie. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, I, I highly recommend this one too. You've got to see this thing to believe it. It's just good lord, just the the the, the batshit craziness of it. You got to well, see. This is part of a trifecta now. I have the new trifecta of bad post-apocalyptic 80s movies. You've got Rats, A Night of Terror, Warrior of the Lost World, and City Limits. Yeah. That would be the the badly made, poorly dubbed, bad sci-fi special effects, post-apocalyptic fallout. And what's funny is you mentioned Warrior of the Lost World, that the actress who played Chocolate is in Warrior of the Lost World. Oh, well, that is her story. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this, is, this is her yeah this is her arc yes did she well, ever do anything else she was in demons um that's right you were saying she was in demons yeah and she was also in um she was she was in a number of italian films uh okay. so there's a couple of them that if i can find them we're gonna have to do especially italian especially a film that was released in italy in the 80s uh, that was released as Terminator 2, but it has nothing to do with Terminator. It's more of a ripoff of the of James Cameron's Aliens. I'm into uh, that. Let's find yeah. that one. So we're going to have to find that one, yeah. Uh, but uh, we got uh, another episode coming up uh, this month. Um, I found out that you had not seen Psycho Gorman yet, and... We, I, I mean, Chris can't stand Psycho Gorman. I hate he, it. he couldn't stand it. I fell in love with this thing, and I, I, I'm glad that it's dropping on Shutter. So we're going to do a special episode where uh, we watch and react to Psycho Gorman when it drops on Shutter. I'm dying to hear your reaction to this thing. Nice, I'm into um, it. But June's movie. So. It's been a while since we've done a movie that's themed to the month of June. The last time we did something, since June is Pride Month, uh, the film that we did was The Gay Deceivers. which so just, we did. So I figured, since here we are in our, th- God, I can't believe it, our third year of doing this show, um, Let's go ahead and do something that kind of befits the theme of Pride Month. But, of course, since this is our show, it's not going to be your normal, typical Pride Month movie. Sure. So we're going to go to the year 1980. Okay. And we are going to experience, and I will say right now, I don't think this is available streaming anywhere, so you'll probably have to rent it. Okay. But it's going to be worth it. 
because we're going to experience the 1980 massive box office flop. Can't stop the music. Yay! Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Which which is the semi autobiographical movie about the creation of the village people. Right. Right. Starring the village people. And. And Steve Gutenberg. Yes. Yes. Valerie Perrine. Valerie Perrine from the Superman movies. But also, it also stars Caitlyn Jenner when Caitlyn Jenner was Bruce Jenner. Right. Um, And depending on the version you watch, because the version we have has this on Blu-ray, you may or may not see Peen in the locker room. Yes. Okay. For a PG-rated movie, there's penis. Mm Mm-hmm. And Valerie Perrine's tits. Fantastic. This movie, strap yourself in for this one because it's just this is the fact that they thought. Strap one on. Yes, because the fact that they thought this movie in 1980 would have been a giant box office hit. Oh, did they miss the mark? All right, I'm here for this. I've wanted to watch this movie for a really long time. So yeah, you finally we're finally going to do can't stop the music. We got we got two biggies lined up. We got, we got some big ones lined up this summer. We've got Can't Stop the Music lined up for June. We already know what our movie is for July because you you kind of you, I guess you could say that this was also a choice of yours too because you talked me into it. <laughs> uh, it has to be done. Yeah, and then we got another big one coming up in August as well. So this is going to be a fun summer for us. Yeah, it is. I'm excited. And all I'll say about August movie is is that we're actually going to do a giant name in this in the world of cult cinema for August. Okay. We're, we're going to finally ta- tackle another big name one. So. Nice. Be ready for that. I am here for it. I've been here for it so far. I'm not. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> all right, gang. Thank you so much uh, for tuning in. Uh, watch our our, spy, our special Psycho Gorman episode, and then also we will see you next month for Can't Stop the Music. Talk to you later. Bye.